Welcome to Panama International Church Podcast, your church, your podcast. In this show, we believe that all scripture is inspired by God. And because it's inspired by God, it's useful. It's useful for teaching. It's useful for reproof, for restoration, as 2 Timothy 3.16 says. And because of that, we want to motivate you to read the Bible, not just thinking that it's a book. Yes, it's a book. And it's not just a collection of history or prophecy or poetry. It's more than that. It's the living Word of God. And with that in mind, you can use that Word of God for salvation, to restore yourself, and to know the truth about Jesus Christ. And because of that, in every episode, we have one or two guesses. People who are an expert in an area, maybe a pastor, a missionary, or somebody promoting a specific activity, but always with the idea of, of in mind that we want to share the truth about Jesus in the Bible, not just because they are experts, no, but because they are believers, people who believe in the power of the Bible as the scripture inspired by God. And today we have two wonderful guesses. We have Tatiana Martinez and Gustavo Yañez. They are members of Panama International Church, and they are involved in missions, supporting missions. Tatiana was the organizer of our first missionary conference or missions conference here and I, 2022. And also Gustavo was a former leader of our children ministry, the Epic Kids Ministry. So to introduce you a little bit, Tatiana, why you tell us When did you accept Christ as your Savior? And a little bit about your history at Panama International Church. Hi, John. Hi. Thanks for having us tonight. Um, well, I accepted the Lord when I was 18 in Paint Church, actually. And I've been there, what, like around nine years now. Yes. <laughs> and what about you, Gustavo? Where do you accept Christ as your Savior? And a little bit about your experience at Panama International Church. Well, I accepted Jesus when I was uh, like four or five years old. Uh, when I was eight, I received the call uh, for missions, but it was when I was 16 uh, when I accepted the call. It was like I wasn't thinking about it. But later, when I was 24, I had the opportunity to go to El Salvador for one year uh, to prepare myself uh, to be a missionary in the future. So I've been an, a member of a paint church for like nine months officially since January of this year. Well, that's an amazing testimony over there. And thank you, Tatiana and Gustavo, to be with us today. And as you can guess, today we are going to talk about missions. Why? Because we want to break those stereotypes about missions. Because some people will think, oh, you have to be a very old man to go... Uh, in a mission, to be a missionary, or you have to be like a philanthropist with a lot of money because there is no way to finance your missions by yourself. We want to break those ideas because even over there, we have a, a living proof that to be involved in missions, you can be very young, you can be a single, you don't have to be married, things like that. We want to break those myths about missions. And by the way, This is not an academic study. This is just a conversation between friends because we want to motivate you to read the Bible and to know that the Bible say important things about missions and to be a missionary. So our first question, Gustavo, I would like to know 
when do you consider yourself a missionary? What are the elements you think you can identify in a person to say, yes, I am a missionary? Well, we have to know what the Bible says about it. The Bible tells us that uh, Jesus uh, tells to the, to the church that we are a body and everybody has like a part to do. So thinking about it, we know that there are the apostles, there are the teachers, the pastors, the prophets. Um, the apostles are in this time like the missionaries because the apostles were sent to preach the gospels to the people who didn't know about Jesus. And these people were from other cultures, from the culture of the apostles become because they were from Jerusalem. And in these days, you can consider yourself a missionary when you are going to preach to people that are from another culture than the culture that from you become. Or it could be in your country, it could be in another country. But uh, it's like when you are preaching to others from other culture, from the culture you become. And you mm -hmm. say that something that very, very important in, in this topic about missions. The idea that people think you, you have to go to the other side of the world mm -hmm. to be a missionary. Tatiana, do you agree with that idea or how we can understand missions in yeah. a local way? Yeah. Um, you don't have to leave your country to do missions. Um, actually, like our church does more of like local missions, um, which is going to places where there aren't any churches or where the gospel hasn't gotten already. And you would be surprised to know like in our country, there's so many people who haven't yet heard of Jesus or don't have a faith in Christ. So the idea of a missionary also, one of the areas is to go to a place, share the gospel, but also to plant churches because the missionary will leave at some point. He goes, uh, reaches out to people, shares Christ, but the idea is for the local people of that area to be the leaders in that church, in that community, for that community to be transformed like by the power of the Holy Spirit but that happens with the help of people who go but then those who stay so that's what happens here in the interior like going to the indigenous communities going to the mountains going to the islands um, going to unreached people groups in our own country like the Japanese or Chinese people or the Hindis or the um, Muslims, you know, you name it. But those different cultures who are among us um, who have not been reached by the gospel. That's absolutely true. That idea that even in our own country, we have different cultures that are not reached with the gospel yet. And I like the idea you said of planting churches. Can you explain a little bit more about this? How we can contribute you know, as a single man, as a single mm. woman, to plant new churches in local communities? Well, there are many ways to do missions. You don't have to go because maybe you can think that I don't have the enough time to go to be a missionary, mm -hmm. to plant a church or something like that. But you can also give or pray for them who are doing this kind of job because, mm -hmm. we know, you know, we want to plant uh, churches, but we need the resources to mm -hmm. do that job. And as a church, we can support the missionaries, uh, giving offerings, or even if you have 
uh, your car or you have any property or something that you can borrow for mm -hmm. the missions that someone else is doing exactly. is something very important that you can do and you don't have to be the missionary but you can mm -hmm. support the work that they are doing to plant churches in our country or in exactly. another country. That That's very interesting because as I was saying at the beginning, people think that oh, you have to be a millionaire no. to be to be supporting missionaries or, or missions. Tatiana, can you say like how can we get that that idea of that yes, missionaries need money. That's a reality. Mm -hmm. That that's I'm not trying to hide that. Mm -hmm. They need money to buy food, they need yes. money to have a house. How can we support missionaries even in the other side of the world? with our own contributions. Like, how can we give, you mean? Yes. Um, well, just like you give your offerings, your ties to your church, above that, you can, like, I don't know, like, separate what you would spend on the movies, or if you go out to eat once, you could give that little amount, and you you might think it's it's so little that it won't help that missionary or that nonprofit or that project, But at the end, but at the end, like any any giving is well received, and they might be praying, you know, today, like Lord, please provide, and your giving can be something that um, covers an expense or covers a purchase that they need to do on the field. So just be willing, you know, be be willing to be used by the Lord, and the little the plant, the little seed you plant or the of your giving, God can use it. In a huge way, yes. Yes, and another idea that we want to break with this show today is that everything is going to be easy. Uh -huh. You are going to face some obstacles yes. being a missionary. As you said, you have, you both have experience in El Salvador and Ecuador. Yeah. And maybe in those countries, we don't need a visa to get there. But there mm -hmm. are many places where you need a, a hard legal paperwork to yes. go there. You also you have been in contact with people who has that experience. Tatiana, mm -hmm. can you expand a little bit more about planning, like having yeah. a plan to go as a missionary? Do you think it's important to have a plan? Yes, of course. Um, that's why you need to be sure that you have a calling for missions and not just a burden, because you might have a burden and you feel like, oh, I need to pray for missions. But when you have a call, It takes preparation. It takes a plan. It takes years because you'll go through a process of, okay, getting to know the culture, getting to know the language of that place. Also, all the paperwork, getting a lawyer, you know, knowing where the doctors are, like finding a place to live. It's like a life project to move to another country, to learn their language, their culture, go through all this process to then find strategies to reach them. It's very intentional being a missionary. It's not like it just happened and I'm just doing it and it's easy. It takes intentionality and it takes, I don't know, like dying to yourself, to what in your own country you would be doing. Like if you were like everyone else, going to the movies and going out and, and having fun with your friends, it's leaving a lot of those comforts behind because the Lord loves those lost people and you feel that he's calling you to go. So that's part of leaving your your comfort yes, behind. Yes, and, and I like that idea that you said that being a missionary means an intentional work. Mm -hmm. It's a decision, a conscious decision you have made. 
Gustavo. Also, we want to push you, like both of you, a little bit of, you know, out of your comfort zone. And for that reason, in every episode, we have a top question. So very soon in this episode, I'm going to have the top question for you, because many people think also on the other side that being a missionary means all glamours. You know, I'm going to travel around <laughs> the world. I'm going to, to, you know, to keep every nation in a map. But how can we convince somebody think that missions can be in that way? How can we explain the reality of missions to the every citizen in a country like Panama? But actually, that's a very funny question because when I was a child and I received the call to be a missionary when I was year, eight years old, I didn't want to be a missionary just because of that. Because I, w I was thinking that the, the missionaries, they have to suffer, they don't have uh, money to, to buy food, or they don't have a house or something like that. Um, I was a child and I didn't want to live that kind of life. But later when, of course, God, he was like speaking to my heart and telling me why he wanted me to be a missionary and showing me like the need that uh, exists in other places. Uh, then I realized that the Bible uh, tells us that, for example, with Paul, he said that he knew what was to live with need or with plenty. Mm -hmm. And when the Bible says that I can do all this through him who gives me strength, actually Paul is uh, teaching to the church that uh, even when he was needing some money or even when we, he had plenty food, he knew that everything he had Amen. was coming from the Lord. So when you want to be a missionary, maybe you will have uh, some needs, maybe you will suffer, or maybe you will live uh, with comfort because you don't have to suffer to be a missionary. But even in both cases, you have to know that the Lord is the one who is uh, giving you the strength and mm -hmm. he, he is giving you the resources that you will need. Mm -hmm. He will give you everything you need When you are doing his willing, you you will be sure that anything that you need, he will provide. Amen. He will send whatever you you even the thing you you don't you don't have in mind. He knows everything we need. But Amen. when we have in our hearts the needs of the people, what the Lord feels in his heart, then we will have whatever we need. Amen. Being a missionary with glamorous or with suffering, it doesn't matter when you are doing his willing. Yes, that's very important because mm -hmm. that's both sides of the coin, so mm -hmm. to speak. Some people think, oh, it's going to be glamorous. Or people think, oh, it's going all to be suffering. <laughs> I'm going to die in the middle of a jungle. <laughs> And maybe that's the experience for some missionaries. But yes. not all missionaries have the same experience. Exactly. But don't worry, Tatiana. I have a top oh question for you, too. Already. <laughs> What I would like to ask you, Tatiana, is maybe the golden question. Mm -hmm. It's not just a top, it's a golden question. Okay. okay. Many people say, oh, I don't have a call to be a missionary. Okay. But what does the Bible say about this? Is something mm -hmm. that only some people have or every Christian should be involved in mm -hmm. missions? Okay. Well, the Bible says in... Matthew 28, 19 and 20. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's part of the Great Commission. Yes. So we have as an individual believer been called to be part of the Great Commission. We have not all been called to be missionaries because that is something like we said before, going out of your culture, leaving home. Like God does has never in the Bible called everyone to do that. There's people called to do the work of the Lord in their community, in their and like in the place where they grew up. Um, other people are called to go out. So the missionary is called to leave his culture, um, to go into another culture. But the important thing is that you know wherever God has called you to, what is your field, um, if it's your job, your family, your friends, whoever, that you're intentional, as we've been talking, about sharing the Christ and sharing your faith and to not be ashamed like uh, on Sunday Jose Ardon, our special speaker, he was saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the idea is to be a Christian who actually feels proud of being a Christian and that there's nothing more important that we can share that is Christ, that we can do other things, that we can have a normal life. But in the end, we, by everything we do, it's having Christ in mind. And I think If you do that, you are living intentionally and you're going to fulfill the Great Commission in the area that the Lord wants you. But at the same time, you as well have to have in mind that there are people who have been called and that as a church, we have the call to support them when they go and do the missionary work. So you cannot just forget about them, but you got to do what the God has called you to do. That's very important because it's just not a call as, an, as individuals. It's also a call for the church as a whole. Exactly. The whole church. And I'm not just talking about your local church. I mean the church all over the world. Yeah, the body of is Christ. Called, yes, mm -hmm. the body of Christ is called to support this. Yes. So that's very important. And another, another idea that I want to rescue from what you were saying about the Great Commissions mm -hmm. is that idea of making disciples. 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 <laughs> Thank you. It's not just... To go up and plant churches is not just giving money for missions. Mm -hmm. Making disciples is a more deeper relationship yes, with them. Exactly. And you have both experience with children. Mm -hmm. So, Gustavo, can you explain how can we make disciples from children? Mm. Well, teaching, uh, teaching children the Word of God is, for me, one of the most important things I do in my life nice. uh, because this is like a great opportunity to teach them uh, what the Bible says. When you try to teach someone that is already an adult about uh, like for example the tithes or the offerings, for them it's like they are thinking of the money, they are thinking what do they have to pay. Mm -hmm. But when you teach a child about giving for the people who need the Word of God Uh, they think about the needs of the people. Yes. They don't know where the, the money comes from. So it's like you have the opportunity to teach the children that even when they are uh, kids, they can be used for the Lord. Because yes. the, in the Bible, we, we find a lot of, of examples 
of people who were called since they were shies. For example, there is Samuel. Mm -hmm. he, he was living at the temple, and when he heard the voice of the Lord, uh, he said, because Eli told him, uh, respond to the Lord, here am I, uh, your servant uh, heard. So uh, our children, they had the opportunity to learn about missions and to have a heart ready to receive his call, uh, even when they are a child. So we have, uh, in this moment, the opportunity of teaching them how to pray for missionaries, how to give uh, for the missionaries, mm -hmm. and also the opportunity to let them know that maybe not now, but in the future, if the Lord wants them to be a missionaries, they can do that because they will have enough time to get ready, to prepare, to study, to have everything they need to become mm -hmm. missionaries in the future. That was very interesting, Gus. But also I would like to highlight some very important facts about missions and missionaries around the world. For instance, at least 3.14 billion people in the world are among the unreached. That means people who have never heard the name of Jesus. That's, you know, blow my mind. It's yes. almost half of the population of the world. Mm -hmm. Also, every day, 70,000 people die without Jesus. That's a lot of people, 70,000 people. And finally, on average, because we were talking about the economic needs, needs of the missionaries, every missionary around the world needs at least $164 a day. Some people will think, oh, that's nothing. Well, mm -hmm. in some countries, over $100 a day is a lot. So every penny, every coin you give for missions is important because we need to reach those 3.14 billion people around the world that needs to know Jesus Christ. So Tatiana also, and thinking about all these statistics, I would like to invite you to share a little bit about your experience in missions. Okay. But from the, the you know, from the perspective of a single woman. Okay. Because it's, some people will say it's not the same going to missions as a couple with kids. But I guess there will be some advantage and even some risk going in a missions as a single woman. What yes. can you share about that? Okay, well, my experience has been mostly working with kids. So I think wherever you go around the world, being a single woman, you have that, expo not exposure, but that, it's like an open window to work with children. There is a great need. And as Gustavo said, there is like, they, they are more open to hearing Christ and for their families to get the gospel through them. So that's like an open door. Um, but then, like, for example, if you're single, it's harder to work with couples. It's harder to work in other areas with men. So the advantages that a single woman can have working in different cultures might be that she can minister to kids, she can minister to women. In some cultures, men cannot and won't minister to women, so it's important that there are women there. But then there are disadvantages, and we were talking about like in the Muslim culture, like you cannot go alone without a husband. Like they won't respect you, you won't have honor, or you cannot go to certain places by yourself. So there are certain places around the world where you as a woman 
obviously we'll have these advantages, um, but just there's so much opportunity still. So it's not like to get discouraged, but if you are a single woman and you want to do missions, just look for a country or for a place where you can serve and it doesn't have restrictions on the same way, but don't let that stop you. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you both are very young also, or all we are youngs in Christ. <laughs> but also, I would like to, to know a little bit, Gus, about your experience in missions as a young man, as a single young man. Also, mm -hmm. there are some advantages, some disadvantages or risk uh, positions being a single man doing missions. What can you share about that? Well, Tatina was saying that when you are single, you have the opportunities to work with people of your age. And for example, she has the opportunity to work with women. I have the opportunity to work, to work with men and also with young yeah. uh, men. And teams. you have enough time. Yes, with team people, you have like enough time and energy to do things that maybe when you are married, you won't have the opportunity because mm. uh, you, you now you have a spouse. So you have to spend time with your spouse. But when you're single, the Bible says that the singles, they can use their time for the Lord, to serve the Lord, to, to work in his house, to work with his church. But when you are married, now you have, you have to serve the Lord, but you also have to know that your spouse is very important. So when you're single, you have time for that. This is for me like one of the great advantage, advantages yes. of doing this, being single. But uh, in, in, other, in the other phrase, uh, one of the disadvantages is that Tatiana was saying that as a single man, you don't have like the experience to work with couples or to handle these kind of situations that maybe a, a person that is already married have the experience to, to manage this kind of situation. So maybe a, that's the reason why the Lord have like people that are singles, that are married, um, because for every need that the church has, he has someone to work with. So you don't have mm -hmm. to feel like, well, because I'm single, I'm not enough worthy to uh, do something for the Lord. Even you're a, if you're a single or if you're married, you are useful. You have to know that in the body of Christ, everybody has a part and a function to do. That I really like that idea because the call to make disciples is not just a call for one or for two mm -hmm. or for on the single persons or for those who are married. This is a call for everyone who follows Jesus Christ. And just as, as our final question, Gustavo, I would like to know how will you convince somebody to be involved in missions, particularly young people? What would you say to them? Like, what will be your, you know, your speech to convince them to follow the steps of the apostles of Jesus Christ, sharing the gospel with others? Well, I can say that, well, not with my words, but using like what the Bible says. The Bible says that what we receive from grace, now we have to give with grace because we didn't deserve the salvation. We didn't deserve like being part of the family of Christ, the body of Christ. But even when we were sinners, uh, God uh, saw us with love and he accepted us as his children. So now that we are part of his, his family, uh, 
just because we are thankful for everything he has done for us and everything he is still doing in us, uh, we can serve him. So maybe uh, in this moment, you are thinking about it. Like, should I become a missionary or what can I do to support missionaries? Well, I will tell you that just because if you have, if you feel in your heart uh, that uh, you have to be thankful with God, you can do something. You can pray for missionaries. You can give to support the missionaries. Or if you feel in your heart the call of God to become a missionary, I want to invite you to get ready, to prepare, to ask to the leaders, to the yeah, pastors, cause. <laughs> what, what can you do to become a missionary in the future? Um, don't, uh, don't, don't um, how can I say it? Don't forget that what you receive from grace, now we have also the opportunity to give of grace to others. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for that word, Gustavo. And Tatiana, also as, a, as our final question for you, and this is not a question because okay. I know you have a really sweet heart for those missionaries. So I would like you to invite you to give a message for them because they are also watching this. The missionaries. Yeah, the missionaries around the world. There are many people, maybe they feel alone. Maybe they feel discouraged because they are humans, yes. right? What would you say then to encourage them to pursue this call every day? Mm-hmm. I would say to them, those who are listening, that we are behind them. That as a church, the idea for us having a conference, for us to have this podcast, for us to pray for missions, is so that the Lord might might bring the resources. The Lord chose them, that is with them, that miracles happen where they are for people's souls to be uh, converted to Christ. Like we know that nothing happens without prayer and nothing happens if we don't get involved. So we want to be mobilized. Maybe in our church, I don't know how many people we want to be a missionary someday, but the idea is for all of our missionaries to know that we are with them, we're behind them, that we understand our role, that we want them to prosper on the field, that we want souls to know Christ. We we know like one of the Bible verses that I would like to close yes. with is Matthew 9, 36 to 38. And this was Christ. He said, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And we know that if they are in the field, they were sent by the Lord. And they have a heart for those people. We want to have a heart for the people. We want to have a heart for them. So, I don't know, we're getting activated. And we want to have a passion for the lost souls. And even if we can't go, we are going to be part of what they're doing there. We want to be involved. So let, I hope you know, missionaries, you are not alone. <laughs> that's that's really great. Yes, I, I want to repeat that. You are not alone. Mm-hmm. Because I know there are many people maybe hiding in a country and they need this word of encourage. All of us, the body of Christ, is supporting you. Maybe yes. not with money, but also with our prayers. And because prayers are important, Tatiana, may I ask you to lead us in a very short prayer to close the episode yes. today. Lord, we want to thank you, God, for, for this day and for this time together in this podcast, for John's life, for Goose's life, for everyone involved. But also, Lord, thank you, God, that 
we get to spread the gospel, the good news, and we get to be part of the Great Commission. Lord, thank you for, we don't deserve this, but thank you for letting us be a part of. And I just pray that this gives us a burden for the lost souls, that this gives us a burden, Lord, to do your work, that we may not think if we're capable or not, that we may just obey because you have called us all to do something in the Great Commission, Lord. So we just ask us, God, that that you help us to have this burden and this love and this compassion for those who are lost like once we were, and that you get all the glory for saving the souls of those who today need your salvation, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And thank you so much for listening to us in this episode of Panama International Church Podcast, Your Church, Your Podcast. I want also to invite you to follow us in our different social media on Instagram. And also you can watch the videos of the episodes of the podcast in our YouTube channel. And remember, all the scripture is inspired by God and is useful. So go and use the Bible. Thank you so much. <laughs>